With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. House Republicans want to reduce the overall sales tax hit for state residents, but they aren't willing to support two high-profile tax cut proposals for the state's food and property taxes. As SDPB's Lee Strubinger reports, the debate is far from over. House Republicans want to lower the overall sales tax rate from 4.5% to 4.2%. That would cut about $104 million in revenue from taxes. It's roughly the same amount Governor Kristi Noem's proposed food tax cut amounts to. However, House Republicans say a broader tax cut will be more stable going forward. Republican Representative Chris Carr from Sioux Falls is the prime sponsor to reduce the overall sales tax rate. It's a very broad, it impacts all goods and services, so removing that a little bit uh, doesn't have as much market disruption as just eliminating one tax altogether. But critics say cutting taxes that way is less meaningful than doing away with the food tax because residents won't see the same kind of impact. Kathy Brechtelsbauer has worked for decades to repeal the state's sales tax on food. She dismisses those calling for a broad-based sales tax cut. So couldn't that same argument be made for taking the tax off the groceries? It's a very broad thing. Everybody eats. Brechtelsbauer says the food tax has gotten so much attention, people expect action. People are noticing that food tax, and after so much talk about it in the campaign, people are expecting something to happen to get that tax down. So people will be really disappointed if this legislature doesn't come through. Among those is Governor Nome, who says the House committee made the wrong decision. She says eliminating the food tax is very popular and would affect everyone equally. It's unfortunate that this appropriations committee killed our chance to repeal the sales tax on groceries, but we'll keep working. I know that this policy is really what will provide certainty and help those folks who get up every day and go to work uh, put food on the table and continue to meet their budgets in these rising inflationary costs. Attempts to revive the food tax cut failed. House Democrats, who have historically supported the idea, did not join in those efforts. They say the governor failed to work with legislators, stakeholders, and tribal nations to get the bill right. No worries about a move to place a food tax repeal on the 2024 ballot. That could add yet another tax cut on top of whatever state lawmakers might cut this session. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's House Majority Leader Will Mortensen, a Republican from Pier, who says lawmakers must focus on the job in front of them. Which is managing this year's budget, means meeting our, our obligations for education, Medicaid providers, we'd like to freeze or cut tuition at the tech schools. These are all competing ideas to these tax cuts. We think we can still do all of them while cutting this tax. The full House will vote on the overall sales tax cut today. Then, the tax debate heads to the Senate, where the outcome is less clear. Some want to avoid a similar situation to 2010, when then-Governor Dennis Dugard called for a 10% funding cut across state government. Others, like Senator Helene Duhamel, says the state has a chance to make some big investments with money the state now has. The Rapid City Republican says it's unclear what the state budget will look like, once inflation goes down and federal stimulus dollars are spent. I think there's a lot of people in a very conservative position say, hey, let's take care of our house. And then if we're still in this position in a couple of years, we maybe do look at that. I, I, I feel that sentiment growing. Another proposal aimed at reducing the tax bite focuses on property taxes. It would have exempted the first $100,000 in valuation on owner-occupied dwellings, However, the House Appropriations Committee killed that bill as well. 
That's one Senate Majority Leader Casey Crabtree says he's hearing a lot of support for. Crabtree, a Republican from Madison, says there are still options on the table. In the Capitol building, these things are never over until the last the last day. So there will be many more discussions about what the Senate thinks maybe is the best as well. And uh, I'm sure those discussions will continue with their colleagues in the House. Regardless, Crabtree says because the state is still flush with federal stimulus money now, lawmakers might walk away from the session delivering the largest tax cut in the history of the state. But nothing is certain yet. I'm SDPB's Lee Strubinger in Pierre. SDPB's legislative coverage is supported by the Friends of SDPB with corporate support from the South Dakota Bar Foundation and SDN Communications. The winter storm is certain to make for a long week for the state's first responders and emergency managers. How are those challenges amplified for those living in communities off the beaten path? SDPB's CJ Keen has more. Rural and remote South Dakotans have already dealt with the challenging winter, complete with impassable roads and rescue tales of people stranded in cars or snowed in homes. In Tripp County, Emergency Manager John Burdett says in these conditions, communication saves lives. A lot of our elderly need medication. Remind them, get that. Propane's big around here. Have them get that. All filled up. It's just reminding people. We learned from the last big snowstorm about people not wanting to stay off the road, so... Uh, if it's no travel advisory, definitely don't go and be stocked up on medication, groceries, and check on your neighbors. It's a message heard on the nearby Rosebud Reservation, which was dealt a heavy blow during December's blizzard. President Scott Herman says they're ready for this week's weather. We have a lot more equipment than we did last storm, so I think we're looking pretty good as far as snow removal. We have three different entities moving snow, so... Um, I think if we all work together during the storm, I think we'll, we'll be okay. So we've been sending out PSAs, basically telling people to get ready for the storm and making sure that they have food and their and their and their heat heating is taken care of before the storm hits. Budget allocations have also been made for people in need of assistance during the storm. Rosebud Sioux Tribe Emergency Coordinator Angela Hacker says for the recovering community, a recent disaster declaration has provided needed assistance for the area. President Biden did um, declare a major disaster. The storm kind of took a, a pounding on us, and um, we're going to use that information to better prepare in the future. We have received some calls, you know, where they're requesting some assistance, and um, so we're going to provide that assistance the best we can in preparation for the storm. The South Dakota Department of Public Safety is asking people to avoid unnecessary travel through the storm. They say getting stranded puts not only you in danger, but those who would be sent to rescue you. I'm SDPB's CJ Keen. 23 state senators voted to reject Governor Kristi Noem's proposed panel to oversee agland purchases. SB 185 would have created a five-person committee to vet any land purchases by a foreign person, entity, or government. Under the bill, the governor would be empowered to unilaterally veto any purchase reviewed by the panel. That drew criticism from Huron Republican John Wheeler on the Senate floor. You can't think of our current governor as to what she might do with this power. You must think to the next governor, and the governor after that, and the governor after that. Because that's who we'll be giving this power to. Multiple ag industry groups opposed the bill in committee testimony. Republican Senator Aaron Tobin from Winner wants the Senate to reconsider the vote. The body must calendar the bill before it receives another vote. 
A legislative panel is killing a bill that would have allowed prenatal or postnatal care to minors without a parent's consent in some situations. The bill failed despite support from several health groups. SDPB's Josh Chilson reports. South Dakota law requires that parents attend health care appointments with children under 18. That includes pregnancy-related care. You have a 16-year-old girl who needs to go to a prenatal care appointment. She becomes pregnant and she needs access to health care. But because her parents are unavailable, they're at work, they can't get to their phone, they might be mentally um, unable to consent, this girl cannot get access to prenatal care or postnatal care. That's Representative Erin Healy. The Sioux Falls Democrat sponsored House Bill 1225. The measure would have allowed pregnancy-related health care when a minor's parents are unavailable or incapable of providing consent. Opponents voice concerns about parental rights. They say there isn't enough data suggesting this is a problem in the state. Health and Human Services Secretary Melissa Makestad says this type of legislation is backed by groups like Planned Parenthood that support legal abortion. They want parents out of the decision-making and support of their teenage daughters. But supporters of the bill say it's not about abortion. Republican Representative Taylor Rayfelt says the GOP and groups opposed to legal abortion have backed similar bills in other states. We can't let fear of Planned Parenthood or fear of these organizations that are pro-abortion drive our decisions in our state. We should not be doing that. We should be driving our decisions with what's best policy to keep moms and babies healthy. The committee killed the bill in a 10-3 to vote. I'm SDPB's Josh Chilson. With SDPB News, I'm Megan Fury. And that is your daily news update. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SDPB News and visit sdpb.org news to stay up to date on our journalism as it comes in. And as always, thank you for listening.